All right, well, let's pray, shall we? Lord, we come before you thankful for the family gathered around this place, Lord, and we just ask that your presence fall and your face shine on us. We repent, Lord, of our sins. Anything that we've carried here that is un unconfessed, Lord, we confess it now in the name of Jesus. And just ask for you to speak through us and speak to us. And just give us your word, Lord, and let it find good ground. In Jesus' name, amen. So the last time we talked, we talked, uh, the Lord told me to go and start searching his voice. So, um, basically, what it was is, you know, we, we know his word. We study his word constantly. But someone's voice is much different than somebody's word. And so you learn a lot more about that person that with the voice. So I was searching the, the word, and, and as I'd been you know, reading, reading about the voice and everything, it just wasn't clicking until he showed me a verse, and it was Proverbs 9.10, and it said, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So in order to understand... A, the things that I go through. B, my calling on this planet. I must know and have knowledge of the Holy One. And so I said, okay, Lord, I understand it now. I'm going to study your voice. And so I studied his voice. And now this week he wanted me to study his face. And so we're, we're going to keep going through these, these things. But it was the face that I had to study. And so in 1 Chronicles 16.11... I'm going to start in verse 8. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him, sing psalms to him, talk of all his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those rejoice who seek the Lord. Verse 11. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face evermore. So I was studying, and, and he had given me his face, and I didn't understand why. There, I was waiting for that verse of that clicks and makes it everything come into place. And this was it. This is the, he, what we are being told. Search his face. So what does his face look like? What does it signify? What does, what? What is his face? And so I went, and I just started, I just, you know, put in Google and God's face Bible. And it just came up with these words. And as I'm, as I'm looking at these verses that are coming up, I'm, saying, I'm seeing themes running through it. And so the fir very first theme and understanding of why I needed to search his face was in Psalm 31, verse 16. And it says, Make your face shine upon your servant. Save me for your mercy's sake. Make your face shine upon your servant. Save me for your mercy's sake. And then in Psalm 80, verse 19. Restore us, O Lord God of hosts. Cause your face to shine and we shall be saved. 
So do you understand that this is why we seek his face? In order to be saved, all the trials, all the tribulations, all the pain and hurt in this world, we seek his face because his face saves. And if you go to Numbers 6, 25 through 26, the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So are you, are you getting the picture here that we want the Lord's face upon us? We understand that the voice of God is power and that it can, it can destroy forests or it can help give birth to deer. But the face, the face saves. The, faith, the face gives us peace and protection. And so you want that. You know, I almost felt like as I'm struggling with sin, that there's like a darkness that falls on me and, a, and, a, and I'm almost feeling abandoned. And what I came to realize is that it's my sin. It's my sin that turns the face of God away from me. So we'll get to that in a second. But if you go to verse or Exodus 33 and we'll start in verse 12 of Exodus 33 then Moses said to the Lord see you say to me bring up this people but you have not let me know whom you will send with me yet you have said I know you by name and you have also and you have also found grace in my sight now therefore I pray if I have found grace in your sight show me your show me now your way that I may know you and that I may find grace in your sight and consider that this nation is your people. And he said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Then he said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight, except you go with us? So we shall be separate, your people and I, from all the people who are upon the face of the earth. So the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing you have spoken, for you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. And he said, Please show me your glory. Then he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But he said, You cannot see my face. For no man shall see me and live. And the Lord said, Here's a place by me, and you shall stand on the rock. So it shall be while my glory passes by, that I will put you in the cleft of the rock and will cover you with my hand while I pass by. Then I will take away my hand and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. So I read that and I was like, Lord, but, but why? So if I'm supposed to seek your face... What's the point of seeking your face if I can't actually see your face? And he says, because of all the benefits of my face. When somebody's face is on you, they, have you, they are giving you their attention. They are giving you their blessing. They are giving you all these things, these good things. And if the Lord turns his face away, 
you know, that's when bad things come. So seeking his face, going after the glory of the Lord is what we should all strive for. That's what it says when it says seek his face continually. But how often have we actually sought after that face of God? You know, we just, we, we, we whine to get his attention. But do we, how often do we actually try and go after it without the whining, without the moaning, without the anger and the hurt? And jo- just go after it to talk with him. I mean, Moses is the one that it says in the word that he sat with God face to face and that his countenance shined when he came out of the presence, the glory of the Lord. Why would you not want that? Why would you not want to know your creator and see the glory that surrounds him by talking with him? Psalm 143, verse 7. Answer me speedily, O Lord. My spirit fails. Do not hide your face from me, lest I be like those who go down into the pit. Cause me to hear your loving kindness in the morning, for in you do I trust. Cause me to know the way in which I should walk, for I will lift up my soul to you. You know, I've noticed in my life that in those, those, the moments of hardship and the moments of despair, self-loathing, they're all moments caused by my sin, by my desires, chasing after the flesh versus chasing after the Lord. And then that continues until I finally repent, and then I start to feel the face of the Lord start to turn to me again, and I start to feel that loving kindness come from me. I start to feel the death lifting off of me as his face turns to me, but only because I've repented. And it's repentance that brings the face of God back to us. Repentance is what brings us back into right standing with him. The blood of Jesus covers all. And it's because of the blood of Jesus that we don't have to keep sacrificing. But it's Repentance is what activates the blood and sets us into right standing and allows us to see and talk and hear God face to face. So we understand that the face, it saves, it brings peace. It is the understanding and the focus of where he is looking. And so as I'm researching the face, I see, I, I see lots more you know, references to eyes and to the mouth of God. And so I had to research that because that's all part of the face. So I went into the eyes. And, you know, when, when, I, when I said, Lord, I'm going to look for your eyes, it was just like in my mind's eye, I saw these eyes of just love and, and wonder and hunger for me, you know, looking at me, which is in contrast to the Lord of the Rings Sauron eye that I had just stopped, finished watching Lord of the Rings and Sauron's eyes looking everywhere to crush the opposition. But here's the Lord looking at me. So if we go to Proverbs 15 verse 3, 
The eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and the good. In 2 Chronicles 16, 9, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. In this you have done foolishly, therefore from now on you shall have wars. So the Lord's eyes go to and fro, are constantly searching. It doesn't say it stays. It constantly goes to and fro, looking and determining evil and good. And it's towards those whose hearts are for him. On behalf of those whose hearts are loyal to him. And so if I want to draw the eyes, because normally if the eyes move, the face goes with it. If I want to draw the eyes, my heart needs to stay loyal. But if I, if I, if I divert from that loyalness into a sinful act, it pushes away the eyes of the Lord. It pushes the face of the Lord away. And in the face of the Lord is peace and love. That is life. Without God in it, there is nothing. There is just death. If you go to Habakkuk 1 verse 13, and it says, You are of purer eyes than to behold evil and cannot look on wickedness. Why do you look on those who deal treacherously and hold your tongue when the wicked devours a person more righteous than he? Why do you make men like fish of the sea, like creeping things that have no ruler over them? You are of purer eyes than to behold evil and cannot look on wickedness. You can't, he can't look on wickedness with favor. Because when, with his face turning to you is the favor of the Lord. And he cannot look on wickedness and give it favor. In my mind, there is no hope of getting that blessing, seeking that blessing, as long as I'm not in right standing with the Lord. Yes, He will protect me because I'm a child of His, and He won't let me go down to destruction, but the, the, the overwhelming, overflowing blessing that I seek, He just can't give, because that would be showing His favor on the wickedness. But as soon as I repent, I bet you those doors just blow wide open and the favor and the blessing comes. 1 Peter 3.12 These are always like practices and Bible and knowing where your <laughs> books of the Bible are. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. His ears are open to their prayers, but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. You want the eyes of the Lord? Be righteous. You want the Lord to hear your prayers? Be righteous. If you are anything but 
righteous. The Lord is against you. To me, there's no harm in repenting and repenting again and repenting again. You know, there have been times where I've had to forgive somebody and forgive somebody and forgive somebody for years and years until finally one day I actually did forgive them. And then I feel the freedom and then I feel the favor and I feel like the Lord is hearing and answering my prayers. You know, he, you're holding, if you're holding a grudge against somebody, the Lord has something against you. So the Lord sees everything. He doesn't miss anything. Yet somehow I still think in my sin, I'm being sneaky. And I'm clever that maybe he won't catch me. But that's not the truth, right? We saw in Proverbs 15 and in 2 Chronicles 16 that his eyes go to and fro, seeing both good and evil. There's nothing that I can do in any place that he is not going to see. And he pierces the heart. God searches the heart. So he knows what's there. You're not fooling him. Psalm 32, 8. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Do not be like the horse or the mule which have no understanding, which have, must be harnessed with bit and bridle, else they will not come near you. Have understanding. Well, what is understanding? Knowledge of the Holy One. So gain knowledge of who He is, the features of Him, what His voice sounds like, what His face looks like, what His eyes do, what His mouth says, what His hands are for, where His feet go. Knowledge of Him brings clarity to His Word. But His eyes will guide you. The face brings favor. The eyes guide you in a path of favor. I'm not saying that path is going to be all smooth sailing and paved in gold. But you will have the favor of the Lord. And He will guide you over the speed bumps. He will keep you from stumbling. Those are His promises. He promises to never leave you nor forsake you. He's not going to leave you on the path. You're not going to go anywhere. You're going to be in blindness if you sin. But as soon as repentance comes, the light shines and the path is made clear. And you can continue to progress down the path of safety that he wants you to go through. Proverbs 22:12. The eyes of the Lord preserve knowledge, but he overthrows the words of the faithless. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. You want knowledge? You want it to stick with you? Keep after the eyes. Look at the eyes. The eyes tell you everything. How many times does the Lord say, keep your focus on me? Keep looking at me. 
You know, how many times have you walked with a young child and they've been scared and you say, look at me, look at me. Don't look at what's going on around you, look at me. This is the same thing. He preserves the knowledge. He preserves the sanctity and the safety that you are living in, in his presence. You take your eyes off of it, that knowledge is gone. How many times that, that when, you, when, you're, when you sin and you take your eyes off the Lord, you're like, what am I, what am I here for? I, I, th- this is my normal meltdown is, Lord, I'm, I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you. Things are great. This is the Wizard of Oz, la, 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 you know following the yellow brick road, I take my eyes off the Lord, all hell breaks loose. I melt down and go, what am I doing here? Just kill me. I want to die. I want to curl up. I can't be used. I literally had this meltdown two days ago. (laughs) What am I? What good am I? What do you use me for? You know, you use everybody else, but here I am. Why me? I suck. But as soon as I turn my eyes, repent, and I get those eyes back on me, and I start finally seeing the light and seeing his eyes, everything's back to normal again. And it's like that knowledge and that meltdown never even happened. So now we hear, we see the eyes. We have the face, we saw the eyes. Now we look at the mouth. We've heard the voice. We've sought the voice and understand what it says and what it sounds like. But what is the mouth, what does the mouth of God look like? You know, as, as the tongue is nasty, you know, it's just as sharp as any two-edged sword, right? It can kill and it can bring life. Numbers 23 verse 19. God is not a man. Do you understand that? God is not a man. He's not like you and I. He doesn't think like you and I. That he should lie, nor a son of man, that he should repent. Has he said, and will he not do? Or has he spoken, and will he not make it good? Behold, I have received a command to bless. He, is ble- he has blessed, and I cannot reverse it. The Lord has spoken The mouth speaks and it is good. And who the Lord blesses, you cannot curse. Isaiah 45, verse 23. I have sworn by myself, the word has gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return that to me every knee shall bow, every tongue shall take an oath. He shall say, Surely in the Lord I have righteousness and strength. To him men shall come, and all shall be ashamed who are incensed against him. Every knee shall bow with the words that come out of the mouth of God. Authority and righteousness come out of the mouth of God. And in Revelation 2.16, Repent, or else I will come, up, come to you quickly and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. So when the Lord speaks, authority comes. But if you are not righteous, and you are not in righteous standing with the Lord, beware that he will fight against you. Those that are in doing evil, beware. 
he will fight against you. Those who are attacking his righteous, be aware. He will fight you. He sees your evil. He sees our good. And if his face is against you, it is like death. But if his face is towards you, it is life, it is favor, it is truth, it is revelation. It is safety. It is peace. No matter how many times you look into your parents, as a child, you looked into your parents' face, it was like life was there. It was love was there. You knew there was safety there. No matter even if you did wrong, you knew that love was still there. That is the same with the Lord. He's waiting for you to repent so he can turn back to you and shower with you with love. You know, he can put aside all my sins against him. As far as the east is from the west. He's willing to do that because he wants to love me. He wants to protect me. But in order to correct me, he may need to use the rod fairly frequently to get me back on the right course. But it doesn't matter how many times that rod is used that I am still loved. I am still shown as righteous when I repent. There is nothing we can do that separates us from the Lord. That is the promise. So if you call yourself a Christian and you feel like you're, you're, the favor is not there, that you aren't feeling like God's presence is there, check your hearts. Search your hearts. Is there something that you need to repent for? Is there something that you need to go after in yourself to get yourself back in right standing so that the face of God can shine on you, that the eyes can guide you, and that the mouth will give authority and speak authority into your life. Knowledge of the Holy One is understanding, and you are told to seek His face continually. So seek His face. Go after it. Be hungry for His face. You know, I don't know about you, but reading about Elijah, reading about Abraham, reading about Moses and how they walked with God and they had a personal relationship with God and they spoke to God face to face, that makes me jealous. You know, people for so long in my life in church, the pastor has always said, seek a personal relationship with the Lord. Seek it, seek it. But what does that even mean? What does a personal relationship even mean? What does it even look like? You know, a lot of my relationships in the flesh aren't always that perfect. So am I supposed to use it after that? No. Follow his word. Seek after his word. It gives you the steps and what to do to seek after him. To seek after his face. To hear his voice. You know, the amazing thing is, though, that 
even though they went after it, Abraham sought the Lord. The Lord still called him a friend and, and held his faith as righteousness. He still sinned, but the Lord still called him friend. Moses was denied access into the Holy Land. The long-promised thing. This guy put up with loads of crap. And he sinned. But the Lord didn't say, get out of my face. Don't come to me. He said, I will still love you and I will show you and I will take care of you. So that's the excitement. That's the promise. That even though that face may turn away from you to chastise you in a moment, it is always ready to come back. It is always ready to focus on you and you alone. The face is on you alone. God is big enough that he can focus on you. His attention isn't torn between you and you. And it's not favored between you and you. You are his everything. You are what he focuses on. And no matter your sins and struggles... It's you he loves. And it's you he calls friend. So continue to seek after the face. Seek after those things of God, of who he is, right? We are made in his image. So seek after those things. The word is great, and it is used for instruction. 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17. It is good for instruction. And yes, it is a living word. It has endured forever. But a living word comes from a living God. This is just the pathway to pointing to come and meet him. Are you hungry? Are you eager? And are you brave enough to seek the face of God? Lord, as men and women, we are weak vessels. But Lord, we are jealous that there were those that you spoke with face to face and whose face you shone down on. And so, Lord, as we repent and seek after you, Lord, do not turn your face from us, for we would be like death. Shine down on us. And give us your presence, Lord. Reveal to us, Lord, where we need to step and what we need to confess so that you can fully turn your face upon us. So, Lord, lead us, teach us, and continue to reveal the knowledge of you so that we may have understanding of our purpose, our desires, and how we can further glorify you. It's in Jesus' name we pray.
Amen.